0: Welcome to We Are York, a podcast designed to dive into who we are as a community. My name is Steven Postier, and I'll be interviewing various business owners, service club members, nonprofit directors, and other people from around York County, Nebraska. My goal is to find our why. Why York County? And why do people choose to call York home? This podcast is sponsored by Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. So I ask you to listen in On each episode as we discover another story about someone's why here for the next episode with taylor siebert um, owner of strive here in henderson Um, grew up here in the community uh, has had a chance to come back started a business here Um, as well as a recent uh, or relatively recent dive into class intercom as well as a co-founder so taylor would you tell us about yourself why you picked to come back to to york county to start your business um, and then a little bit about uh, class intercom what you're working on right now
1: yeah you bet thanks for having me on Uh, i think this is a great idea a great medium to share stories of of uh, businesses and entrepreneurs that are coming back to York County, which I think is exciting. However, if you would have asked me, hey, Taylor, uh, are you going to come back to Henderson and start your own business when I was in high school or even middle school? Uh, I would have, or even in college, uh, let alone, you know, you know, 15 years ago, I would have said absolutely no way. And so my story is, has been fun to kind of look back on and reflect and go, Wow, you know, I I did have a lot of things I valued about Henderson and being living in a small town that I didn't realize until starting a family and starting a business and how much that means, um, not only to the community but to, to me as well. And so, yeah, I I graduated from Heartland Community Schools in two thousand three, and just an average average kid like sports. I was I speak now around to schools and students and um, have come out and told students what I got on my ACT. I got an 18 on my ACT not once but twice and at the time didn't really know what that meant and it's like am I not very smart or you know I just couldn't take a test and you know freaked out and so I always tell students you know a number doesn't define who you are and you can do lots of great things especially nowadays with the internet and what you can do and Um, I'm a perfect example of that. So I try to encourage students in that and that they can come back to their hometown if they're from a small town or even Lincoln or whatever that is, stay in Nebraska. And so moved to or went on after Heartland and decided to go to Doan College. They let me in with an 18 um, and played basketball there. Met my wife, Jessica, who's another small town, Um, you know, has has those kind of um, characteristics. And it's important to her being from a small town. She's from Elm Creek. And so I, however, um, this is in college, decided, hey, we need to go move to the city. And I had a desire to move to Colorado and wanted to be out there. My mom was from there and had family out there. She wasn't too hot on the idea, but we were newly married and decided to to take that leap of faith. And I had gotten a job. She got a job out there. And so um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, We didn't have any kids at the time being out there. And I learned... Kind of identified three pillars in my life um, and learned how to serve other people and had those opportunities growing up, but learned that firsthand um, in a sales role out in Colorado and learn how to serve other people. So people were coming to me and not, um, buying a new home and I was helping them pick out uh, speaker wire and some low voltage wiring for their new home. And this was in 2007, which was the housing crash that kind of hit the United States uh, And so I was asking people to upgrade, make upgrades in their home when they were just worried about maybe seeing if they could make the mortgage on this new home they were buying. And so I really learned how to hustle and work and and serve other people and decided to kind of go a different route. A family friend of ours uh, started a business and selling insulation machines to heating and air conditioning contractors. And so that allowed us to move back to Lincoln. And I was going to run kind of the Midwest territory, which took me out to Chicago uh, for a couple years in training heating and air conditioning contractors how to blow insulation in attics, which is not rocket science. And, uh, but I learned how to work. And so I bought my own machine because I was teaching these guys how to do it. I wanted to know how to do it as well. So I bought my own machine. And pe- a lot of people don't know this. That was my first business with Seabert Comfort Solutions, LLC. <laughs> and got into the insulation blowing business, uh, which I joke around with students like, that was not my passion. Everyone's always talking about follow your passion, follow your dreams. My dream was not to build a multi-million dollar insulation mach- blowing company, uh, but it's what I knew I had to do and I learned how to work. And I'm 6'3", this is a podcast, you can't see how big I am. I'm not made, or Bill, God did not make me to, to crawl around in attics, but for about a year or two. Uh, he had me doing that and I really learned how to work and I took that serving Um, so I was going out and asking people hey can I blow insulation in your attic can I seal it with some foam and have my wife you know cutting bags and putting it in the hopper and really learn how to work and hustle um, and try to provide an income for our family and so I knew that wasn't long-term and and that business kind of transitioned and, and I really got into kind of some technology things. I've always been a nerd and love doing this. I created podcasts. I did a radio show in college. Loved making movies with friends in high school and did that in college. Loved creating content and the feedback you would get from people when you create that content like you're going to get with this podcast. you gonna be like, wow, I didn't know that about Blake and Taylor and all these people you interview. Uh, I didn't know their story, and I love doing that. And so I, we decided to move back to Henderson in about 2010, and I, that's I was doing the insulation stuff when we had moved back and and started to uh, have a passion around wanting to create content for the community. And so that's how HeartlandBeat.com, uh, which we're thankful Henderson State Bank is a sponsor of, that's how that got started. And just started a blog, started going to events. Going to games like tonight, Um, it's a Friday, we're recording this on and so there's a bunch of football games and so I would go out to Heartland's football games and take photos, try to do some video, my wife would write an article and the community loved it. They gave us incredible feedback from that. And that evolved into that next year of of saying, hey, how can we take this to the next level? We started getting some people to support it financially And to allow us to do this, it wasn't ever something full time for me, but um, I was doing lots of other things, which I always talk to people about, too. You can't just when you start a business, it's just not like day one, you can start paying yourself a full salary and, you know, clients start rolling in. It takes time. It takes patience. And you have to learn those things. And that was what Heartland Beat was. And so we started uh, live streaming uh, games, and went to the school and asked them, "Hey, would you pay us to do that and kind of amplify our coverage?" And learned all the ins and outs of live streaming and the issues around it. You know what equipment to use, all these different things, and realized there was a need for schools to do that. And so that's how Strive kind of started, was through that. And and then going to Dr. Norm Yoder, the superintendent at the time at Heartland, of going, "Hey." I can't be at all these schools to stream these events. How are we going to do this? And uh, this was our light bulb moment of him going, if you're going to work with schools, you need to make it educational. And so I took all that training background that I had. I wanted to be a coach and a teacher at one point in my life, like in high school and decided to go the business route. And like all those things kind of converged at that time. And I'm like, I'm going to go out just like I did with the insulation business and training, I'm going to go out to these schools and train these students in these schools how to live stream. And that proved to to be a pivotal thing for us and to make it educational. Started with six schools in 2012, and now we're 110 plus schools across the state of Nebraska that contract and work with us to live video stream their events, whether it's football, volleyball, basketball, all the sports, or even You know, concerts and graduation and assemblies uh, that they want to put on. And that's evolved into lots of different things that we've we've done with schools and we've kept that on purpose exclusively for schools in Nebraska. It's been hard for us to wrap our minds around providing a streaming service where you go into the school and provide that hands-on training for schools outside of Nebraska. And so we've gone deeper with schools instead of going really wide. Um, and we're pretty unique in the fact in talking to other people across the country, there's not a lot of people doing what we're doing um, like this. And so you're not going to really get asked questions, Stephen. I'm just going to keep talking yeah, here. That works. <laughs> you're, you podcasting a, is a great opportunity to just listen, right? Yeah, you've got a great story. <laughs> it's always fun to sit down and listen to. So how Class Intercom got into this was, And we just started serving schools and finding out problems and issues that they were having. And we we developed this idea of we're helping schools share their story online. And no one was really doing that. And helping these small rural schools all the way up to some of the largest. We work with Omaha Central, Millard West, Kearney, all the way down to, you know, Hampton, Heartland, Giltner, all of these schools and a wide variety across the entire state from Mitchell, Nebraska, to Fall City, to Valentine and Um, everywhere in between and and so it started really clicking and we started realizing early on that social media was a big part of the success of the school's live streaming. And what that meant was we needed to teach these schools um, because this was at the time where they were just getting on Facebook, Twitter was kind of new to schools and they were just starting to kind of experiment. We were working with students, so naturally we wanted students to be involved in that content creation process because they were streaming. We wanted them to be involved in the uh, social media aspect too. Well, there's some issues around that. And so I invited Ben Pankinen, who is in finance and banking marketing, and started a company called Social Assurance um, back around the time we started Strive. Just through networking and you know other entrepreneurs, invited him to talk to students about four years ago about social media and marketing all the jobs. And he came across a conversation with a group of students, and I didn't even know this was happening. We were doing these workshops around social media, and he found out through a conversation with four students from one of the schools we worked with that uh, they were going to be running the school's social media accounts. And he kind of let them kind of go off on all the things they were going to be doing, and he finally stopped them and asked, guys, this is amazing, but how are you doing this? Like, what does the process look like for you to post on the school's Twitter account, and they go, "Oh, it's really simple here. We've got a sticky note from our principal with the username and password to the school's Twitter account. We log into that and we post content." And that was our light bulb moment of Ben coming to me and going, "Hey Taylor, I, I you know, we built a software for banks to help them manage social media. What would it look like for schools to have that same software?" And I said, "It's a no-brainer. Like, let's go do this." And so. Um, Both STRIVE and Social Assurance came together to create Class Intercom about three years ago and we've been on this journey for the last couple years of, of getting schools to give students access to their school's social media in a safe, controlled environment. So no more handing over sticky notes. You can load as many users as you want. You connect your school's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even LinkedIn if you have it. To our platform, and then you're able to set up different roles and permissions based on who you want to be able to have access to publish content. And so that has been an absolute blast taking everything we've been learning, and I've been learning, and striving and growing that, and caring and serving schools, and now reaching two hundred plus two hundred plus schools across almost thirty states now uh, using our software and platform with the goal of wanting to get students involved or even just staff involved, and so. I have learned a lot and I'm um, now built a team with Strive that is executing on the goal and vision, which is fun. We've got people all over the place and uh, people coming back to help me you know, run this. John Rubelid, who helped me start Strive, is now back in a full-time role with us, which is really exciting And as our COO and helping me run Strive and, and really scale it uh, to what we think it can be in the state of Nebraska. While I'm focused on you know, kind of seeing what this class intercom business can do with the help of Ben and his social assurance team. So yeah, I mean, it's just been a, been a blast kind of see and reflect and it hasn't been easy. There's been, you know, trials and and issues and every day, like when you walked in, you go, how's the week? And it's, you know, I've got a notebook full of just different challenges and things in running a business and being an entrepreneur that you can't prepare for. No test can prepare you for that. Yeah.
0: What has been, since you've you know, started multiple businesses, um, some, you know, I'm, not, I'm assuming you're not still doing the insulation business. No, nope, no, nope. uh, I still
1: do get some calls because our I said, I do need Google listing, I know, I still have the machine too. Yeah. So um, I might break that out. It's just sitting in my garage, which my wife would love to, <laughs> to get out of there. there um, but uh, so how,
0: you know... It, in your experiences, what has been your biggest uh, learning experience? Just as a general,
1: as an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, almost at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's ever called me that, but and these have been s- small businesses. But now, you know, Strive is a you know on startups, but they're still you know heartland beats, Strive, and Class Intercom. Um, man, the biggest thing I wanted so badly early on to build a team, and now it, now we have done that, and letting go of things because. Of, for so long is always, everything was reliant on me and I wanted to be the hero and I wanted to try to solve all the problems. And so this last year I have probably grown the most in just trying to understand that and what that really looks like. I've read so many books, you can see the books here, the books out there of leadership and growing, you know, a startup and business, you know, doing a business and, and all those things I feel like are kind of coming together because I'm letting go of a lot of things. Like right now, Eric is on a support call, uh, which typically I wouldn't have had time to do this because it's a Friday, first football game. uh, Football games, we have over 30 games, um, and he's doing all that. And letting go of that and trusting him to do that um, has been huge, and then having someone in place to be able to hold those people accountable, and it's still a growing process for me. Um, But I wanted so badly to build a team, and then I realized... I'm building a team to do some different things, but I still haven't fully let them and fully trusted them. And so that's been a great learning experience. And so now as we scale up uh, class intercom and adding these schools, um, making sure I don't make those same mistakes. And they're not necessarily mistakes, just you know, uh, growing pains, I would say, right? Um, and I was limiting our growth with Strive by me still trying to do everything. When we had people fully capable of doing that, um, and just trusting them to be able to execute on that has been really interesting. And if you would ask me that question a year ago, I probably would have a different answer. And in six months, if you come back and want different. to do an update, it might be something totally different.
0: Yeah. So, well, in terms of just starting businesses, what would you believe has been the biggest misconception that people have about you know whether it's yeah. how complicated it is to start a business, um, but for people that are thinking about it um, or just you know maybe have an idea but don't even know where to get started
1: yeah great question i just we just uh, literally had a group of about 15 eighth graders from aurora middle school in here and i was showing them i had quickbooks pulled up and i said you know a lot of people don't realize a business that you actually have to make money and uh especially if you're going to pay people (laughs) so and a bank is really important in that to be able to do that and so um i think that's the biggest thing is a lot of people have great ideas and you know, man, I wish I would have thought of that or, or they try something and it doesn't work. And, you know, which I've done, I've tried lots of different things within Strive that have failed. And we've learned from that. Uh, But staying really focused on one thing, I think is really important for people when you're starting a new business. uh, It's really easy to want to try to do everything. And I've even learned that with class intercom, you know, with schools saying, hey, could you do this? And Ben helping me saying, no, we are focused strictly on social media. Like, let's carve out that niche and really hone in on getting students involved in that. Now, Strive, we've gone really deep and, and we've tried lots of different things. And um, some of them have been good and some of them, you know, haven't worked out. And so I would just say, if you're going to start something, there, there needs to be a problem. And you need to be able to have a solution to that problem. And they need to be able to pay you for that. Enough for you to make a living, right? Mm-hmm. And I've kind of done that in pieces. I've got the um, good to great hedgehog concept up there. So the three things that that really help me, you know, what are you deeply passionate about? So you need to have there needs to be a mission and a purpose behind what you're doing, right? And mine was I wish I would have had the opportunity we're giving students now in school. I was in yearbook, didn't take advantage of. That. I love making movies, love doing all the things that we're teaching schools, and that's where the passion comes from. And found a team. To do that. The second is what you can you be the best at the work best in the world at. So like providing amazing customer support. We're going out to the schools. We're creating great content. Like we're trying to do things no one else is doing. And then third, what drives your economic engine? So are schools willing to pay for pay for that? Um, and if they are, you know, amplify that and and get that out there. And and so far, you know, I have I don't look at that every day, but when I think about what we've done and what we're doing in the education space, like those three like we are we are in the hedgehog concept, which is uh I think Collins uh wrote that, good to great, all those all those books, it's out there somewhere. Um and so that's that was that was really great to kind of simplify, you know, you know, how to become a great company. And we're not there yet, but you keep that your eye eye on that 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 really helps so biggest thing I would say in addition to that is just and I think I kind of mentioned it just not getting distracted as an entrepreneur I'm distracted every day whether it be on social media or books you know reading different things like oh this let's do this and to kind of scale back this book right here do scale um, if you haven't read Les McKeown's stuff um, he's on Donald Miller's podcast this is really great um, and has really helped me kind of at this stage of our company to, to go to that next level and and making team-based high quality team-based decisions. and that's what scaling really means. Um, and, and building a company within an industry and staying focused on that is hard for people because it's not you know very fun and so then you lose interest in it, you lose that passion and, and then you don't make any money.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of random thoughts yeah. there. Yeah, uh, shifting gears a little bit. Um, being part of the York community, yeah, uh, you know, I look at York County; it's it's a great community, a lot of opportunities for people, a lot of businesses, large and small that people don't realize. Um, kind of the idea behind this podcast, which at a later date I'll get into, kind of more of the reasons why. In this podcast, I'm hoping to, um, but you know, what would be one thing if yeah. you being part of this community could change uh, to make it an even better community, what would you like to see?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. I'll brag on New York County for a little bit and then see what comes out of that. Um, I think, you know, I didn't realize all the the advantages of living in New York County when when you're younger, and I don't think a lot of kids do, until you come back and you start a family and you realize, you know, how important the school, healthcare you know, uh, parks and rec and the amenities, you know, last night with my son um, practicing flag football, right, like, and be able to walk across the street to to do that. And in the city, you talk to people, you know, in Oman, even Lincoln, you know, you're having to drive and there's just, it's just a much, it's just more difficult to get plugged into those things. And so that's one of the great things from a family standpoint. From a business standpoint, being in York County, I was overwhelmed, you know, when we started Heartland Beat, the community support of that. And sometimes that's really tough in the bigger city to to get that attention right away. I think Lincoln does a great job in Omaha, Silicon Prairie News. They've, They've tried to create that community, you know, but being able to walk into a chamber meeting at lunch and everybody in the business community recognizing you from school and going, hey, how can we help you? How can we, you know, support what you're doing? And early on, you know, with Heartland Beat, that was really important with what Henderson State Bank and several other businesses allowed us to do to kind of to, you know, experiment and test this new idea of this online news site. And so that was huge and I was overwhelmed by that and just plugging in and helping those businesses with experience that I had. And, um, and then I'll mention Lisa Hurley at York County Development, her role in promoting businesses, you know, and promoting what we're doing as kind of an internet kind of base company uh, that couldn't have existed twenty years ago, right and mainstay communications I'm on the board there and having fiber um, and so I think the biggest thing is you know if i if I could the question was you know if you could change anything or make something better, yeah, yeah. right would just be to you know continue what we're doing promoting ourselves sharing our story which i think is starting to finally click in your county doing stuff like this right mm-hmm. um lisa nominating us for awards and things like that are great um and getting that exposure outside of York county i think is really important um and then just you know f- making the community feel like they have access to things in within the county i think is is huge you know um, and the schools do a great job of that, um, but just sharing with students, hey, you can come back. And so that's my big, my big thing. All right. And I, one final
0: question, or more of a comment, is just: Has there been anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to address? Um, any last bits of advice you'd like to leave the listeners?
1: Yeah. I mean, just encouraged by what's happening in your county, I want to just give a shout out to you for for doing something like this. Podcasting is a great format and hopefully, you know, the stories that you kind of allow people to hear just amplify the the excitement and encourage other people to to wanna to try something. Um, and you're not limited by, you know, being in your county to, to start something uh, with the internet. And if, you know, my last kind of call to action would just be to get our, our students, your kids, if you're listening to this, your kids to understand it's awesome to go out to California or go to the East Coast or chicago but but remind them it's okay to come back too because if they don't, then your county is not going to exist, and we need them to come back and to to start businesses and i i'm I'm encouraged by people you know our age that have come back and are starting families uh doing that, but we need more like mm. it, and and hopefully, some of the things we're doing, some of the people, like I'm really good friends with Blake, um, are allowing are giving job opportunities, right? And so I'm trying to do the same thing. So hopefully, some of these businesses that we are starting um, grow enough here locally to provide people to move back, right? Instead of them having to maybe start their own business. And and that's the other thing is. M- knowing who you are, right? Maybe you are not fit to start your own business and you need to know that. Someone needs to tell you that like, hey, hey man, or um, hey, you know, like "Maybe maybe this is not a good fit for you. Maybe you should go work somewhere else for a little bit to learn how to run a business. And so we're not setting up people for failure right off the bat and that discourages them from ever starting something again. So hopefully we can foster that environment and I think I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing uh, in your County with, with the things you're doing and, and Lisa and our chamber, Kelsey Bergen, you know, um, creating that environment and that culture to want to create something and, and get people excited about coming back. And cause that's the only way we survive as a community. And so, and then, you know, the amenities that come along with that, the more people that come back, we can, we can get a community center. We can get, you know, a great food scene here and get a, you know, things happening in the evening, which is tough in a small town. Right. And so all those things around businesses, starting in entrepreneurship then have a ripple effect, you know, in everything else around the community. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited and um, encouraged by what's happening and looking forward to the future of, of, you know, what's happening, not only in Henderson, but York County as well.
0: Well, thank you for uh, taking time to meet taylor um always enjoy getting to hear what, what's going on with you you've got a lot of passion and it definitely shows and i think you're a great asset to our community so thank you
1: yeah thanks steven
0: if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear others check out our website HendersonStateBank.net backslash podcast. You can subscribe to be one of the first people to hear the latest We Are York episodes. You can also follow Henderson State Bank on Facebook for new information or to send me a message if you've got a business in the community you'd like to hear more about. I'm Stephen Postier. Thank you for listening to We Are York. Until next time.